Welcome to the Awesome Wedding Podcast. My name is John Yates. I am your host, and today I am joined by my good friend, Courtney Davidson. You can check out her work online on her very newly, it's so secret, it hasn't even been officially released yet, website, uh, CourtneyDavidson.com. You can find her on the Instagram at at CourtneyDavidsonWeddings. I'm so excited to have her in the studio, aka my living room, today talking about (laughs) wedding timelines, putting all that together, getting some good tips uh, so that your day can go smoothly. Courtney, thank you so much for being here. Sure. Thanks for having me. So I want to talk about this because I get a lot of questions about putting together timelines. And when I was thinking about doing this episode... Uh, you were the first person that came into my mind because, uh, we've worked together once, twice, a couple times, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I feel like I'm pretty organized at my weddings. You are on a completely different level. (laughs) And I've been talking about, uh, doing this episode with you to a few other people this week. And they were all like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Courtney is the (laughs) right person to talk to. So uh, I'm really excited to just kind of pick your brain and see what kind of tips and tricks and hacks and stuff uh, that you have for putting together that wedding day timeline. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, yeah. So the the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about is uh, why we are talking about this as we are both photographers uh, and we're not wedding planners, mm-hmm. thankfully. I, I don't know if you have any aspirations to become a wedding planner, probably. No, I no. feel like the little taste of it that I get here and there, I just have like crazy respect for wedding planners. Yeah. They work so hard and they they play such an integral part in the wedding um, in so many different aspects. Like, I don't know that I could handle that, to be honest, as much as I <laughs> feel like we work really hard and yeah. I think ahead about a lot of things, I think that they do things exponentially like more than we do in some cases. So, yeah. But the, the interesting thing to me, and, and I was actually talking to some planners, um, about, about doing this episode and when I'm working with a good wedding planner, because I've worked with some not so great wedding planners sure. and I'll tell you what the not so great wedding planners do first. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about today is the time really where, uh, we are responsible for the, the couple on the wedding day and doing the photos. And this, this sometimes can be a pretty big chunk of time Mm -hmm. on a wedding day. Um, the planners that I've worked with in the past who have not been great at their jobs during this time, uh, where I'm running the show they're like standing over my shoulder also running the show. Have mm. you ever experienced that? Not that frequently, to be yeah. honest, but I definitely know what yeah. you're talking about. I feel like maybe I've experienced it um, as I'm a second shooter or something sure. like that. Yeah. Um, most, I'm, I'm very thankful and, and grateful to work with planners that know me and trust me and know that they can leave me alone and go do what right. they need to do and be attentive to and that they can trust me to be efficient and timely and to manage that time well and to have the bride and groom back when they need to be back. Um, yeah. And I think that that trust, developing that trust with people, even if you've never worked with them, is key. Um, that's why a lot of planners do like to refer me because I think that they've worked with me, they've experienced that, they know that they can just let me go. Um, but I definitely have seen before, uh, sometimes when they stand over your shoulder a little bit and, and try to be, well, and, and sometimes if they've never worked with me before, they sure. might feel like they need to a little bit, but usually they kind of see pretty quickly that I'm very communicative and I tell them, yep, I'll have them back at this time or, right. you know, whatever. And I think that that is helpful. So, yeah. And they have so many, the planner I'm talking about, they have so many other things that they could and should be doing, mm-hmm. um, during that time. And, and so that, I think that's when that relationship works really well and they can trust you and you have communicated the time that you need and you have that time mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're setting up the reception, they're doing a whole multitude of other things that I don't even want to think about mm-hmm. that yeah. go into, into weddings. And then you're just there and you know, Hey, I've got this amount of time that I need and I'm focused on getting some amazing portraits for my couple. Sure. 
Um, so yeah, so so let's kind of break down what that time looks like, and it, and I think it looks different for every photographer because mm-hmm. every photographer has their own process, and that means that every photographer needs different amounts of time. Mm-hmm. So um, off the top of your head, I want to ask how much time do you want like total for doing like all of the, the portraits? Panels, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like everything. everything. What, what's like from a couple like photos together, family formal photos and bridal party photos. Mm-hmm. What's like your ballpark number there? My average, what I usually ask for is two hours um, for a regular size bridal party for a, a decent size family, not just a family of like four people. Right. Um, for people who want extended family photos, I usually ask for two hours. Okay. Um, that's kind of a ballpark. Yeah. Um, I can kind of tailor that down to, oh, you have a very small immediate family or, or you don't want extended family photos. I've sure. definitely had brides that are just like, I just don't want... 50 people in a photograph or have to wrangle that many people. And I'm just, <laughs> right. I'll do whatever they want to do. It's their day. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say that two hours is pretty close to, to what I ask for as well. Um, and so let's, let's kind of break that down into, into the different parts. Am I missing anything besides? So the only addendum I would say yeah. to the two hours yeah. is that is assuming that you're, you are in one location. Great point. Yeah. Um, I tend to work with people who don't want to go to five different locations to sure. do photos around Nashville, but there are people who do want to do that. Yeah. And allotting the time for travel and herding people around and getting them on and off the bus or the trolley, right. all that stuff takes time. Um, and so that would be my secondary point. Yeah. No, that's that's a great point. On uh, I have a pre-wedding questionnaire that I send out to couples and uh, going along with just going to different locations to do your photos at, uh, having your wedding at one location, reception at another location definitely impacts our timeline and that photo time as well. Because, uh, and I and I have it on my so I have on my questionnaire um, what is the travel time between point A and mm-hmm. point B. And because most people just don't think about that. And then whatever that time normally is for like you getting in your car, going from one location to another location, I don't know. Do we have to like multiply it by two for like a wedding party or like that? But think about getting stuff in and off, like on and off the trolley, Mm -hmm. like getting things that you need to take with you, planning all that, talking about that through with your bridesmaids, do we need to take our purse? There's a lot of conversations that happen there on top of the fact that Nashville is notorious for having traffic, crazy traffic, um, things that you don't expect plan ahead for. If it's a Saturday, if there's a Vanderbilt football team, you know, football game in town, like all those things play into how long it's going to take you to get from to and fro basically. So, yeah, I think, um, I, I was, uh, I was on a trolley this might have even been the wedding that I, I did with you. I was on a trolley. We were going to Acme. Was this the wedding? No. So we were going to Acme, which is downtown Nashville on Broadway. And it was a Saturday night. And the uh, the driver turned down uh, maybe like 6th or 7th. This might have been. This so, might have so, been. So you guys, were, yes. it was Houston State. So I was, yeah, no, so no, I was Houston texting Station. you. It was yeah. Cannery One. Right. Sorry. It was Cannery yes. One. Cannery One, too. And I uh, left, yep. because I trust John so much, <laughs> I left him to do the photos on Broadway with the bride and groom. She just wanted this one kind of, you know, set of photos yeah. on Broadway. And basically, I knew that he could handle it. I knew that he would rock it. So I was like, I'm going to go ahead and go to the reception and get set up for that so that when they arrive, we're ready to go. Um, <laughs> and he went on the trolley with them, and it apparently took a wrong turn. So, Well, it, it, it wasn't even uh, a wrong turn. It was just that he turned on to Broadway uh, like four or five blocks too early. And we're just we're just sitting and not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And I was te- I was texting with Courtney, and I was like, "Hey, like I like we haven't moved in like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just gonna get out and just walk." Oh, and yeah. I think I did, and I think actually the I think most of the entire bridal party did as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is just crazy. So mm-hmm. I, I think um, 
for as far as takeaways, takeaway number one, uh, and probably the main takeaway of this entire podcast is that on wedding days, everything takes more time than you think. think. Yep. Yep. It's like what I start my sentence out when I get asked this question about timing and schedule is plan way more time than you think you're going to need because and I've had I've had clients come back to me and say things well like we're super timely we're right. really on time people <laughs> and I'm like and I trust that I believe you but there are other people involved in this that you right. have no control over in sure. a lot of ways yeah and I don't just mean bridal party or family I mean on that same wedding that you worked with me John. Mm-hmm. Do you recall getting locked out of the bus? That the bus driver locked themselves out of the bus? I can't believe that was the same. It was the same way. Oh, man. And so uh, a group, was, so so yeah. the so the so the 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 bus driver uh, locked the keys in to the the bus or the trolley. Um, I, I wish, like, I while I, it was running, right? While it was running, dirt like at the ceremony site. Mm-hmm. And we had like all these locations that we were going to do in between going from the ceremony to the reception. And he was like on the phone when we came outside and uh, I was I was seconding and or assisting Courtney on this wedding. And so like I knew and like they're doing their exit. And I'm like, they can't do their exit because they're not gonna be able to get into the trolley. <laughs> so like I'm telling yeah. I'm like Courtney, like I was already in like in the car. <laughs> I was already on the way. We had done I mean we had done all the photos. Right, yeah. We were ready to go. Oh, and I drive no. by and you're just standing out yep. there. <laughs> And so, like the and the the trolley driver is like trying, like he's just calling somebody, and then one of the groomsmen just like uh, like shimmied like a crowbar mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and got us in. But yeah, there. I mean, there's there's so many different moving parts on a wedding day, and when like when we say like two hours for photos, like that sounds like so, so much, much time. time. It's not. It's it, and it goes by so, <laughs> so quickly, um, and like that's best case scenario is that mm-hmm. like everything goes you know goes really smoothly and we actually have that two hours, mm-hmm. and when we do have that two hours or when I have that two hours, I feel like everything is uh, very relaxed and it, and I'm able to get the type of photos that I want because they take time to develop and well, I mean. Part of the reason why I, one of the things that I say to a couple who's maybe considering to hire me and when they ask me out timeline or if somebody's already hired me and then we're starting to work on their timeline for their wedding day is that one of the number one reasons I say build in more time than you think for your day is because, not because I want it all. <laughs> I want all the time for all the photos yes. and be brilliant and yes. be magical and give you everything yep. that your heart desires. But the, actually the main reason is because I've seen way too many times where it's been poorly planned. The timeline has been poorly executed. Things run extremely late. There's been no cushion for to allow for lateness. Sure. And what happens is that the bride and groom get rushed through their day, right. which they already are getting rushed through their day. If you build in these cushions of time, that is what I kind of call them, these little pads of time. Hmm. Um, for me, what I always say is, look, if we're done with photos and you don't want to do any more photos and we have 15 or 20 minutes before the next thing, cool. Have some champagne. Enjoy <laughs> your bridal party. Actually right. spend some time with them and, and take a breath and think about those things because ultimately the day really will fly by. And I really pride myself on being super protective of my client's time and their experience of the wedding day, not just the photos that I provide. Yeah, I think, I think that's huge. And, and when, when I talk with couples after their wedding, um, a lot of times like they, they do say like, it felt like rushed. I wasn't able to enjoy things. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've really worked hard to be deliberate with at least the amount of time that I have with them so that, that it is a fun experience and that they're actually able to remember things and have a good time while they're doing their photos. And, Mm -hmm. but it's also not something where sure, like I could do all of those photos if I really have to in less amount of time, Sure, but no one is going to have fun doing that. Yeah. 
And, and, and that just, uh, you know, and then that just doesn't, you know, that's, that's not fun for anybody. And that's not what I want for anybody either. Really. And also when, when, what happens if, if a timeline is not executed well, or if there's tremendous amount of lateness and what happens is we suffer. It's always the photographer that has to take the hit because usually it's not like you're going to move the ceremony time because you're late. (laughs) So what happens is we're given five minutes to do an hour's worth of photos. Right. And we have to be brilliant in that time. And you know what? To be honest, like if you can't be brilliant in that space of time, you probably shouldn't be in this industry because that's what's required of us. But that's not my heart. I don't want to do the rushed formulaic, like I know this is going to work and get me all the photos that are required. I want to do more than that. I want to give you um, a different experience. And so I think I will say like if, if you don't, allow for time in your schedule it's going to be your photography and videography that's sure so. yeah and and that's another great point too when you're thinking about hiring vendors and especially if you're trying to save money uh if any of these vendors can negatively impact your wedding day timeline because of their lateness uh and i'm thinking about makeup artists i've yes. seen like florists oh my gosh. Uh, just not have flowers so ready, <laughs> right? Like, and so the the problem is like, I feel my anxiety rising. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it, you know, you, you're trying to save money, but then you know, if you hire a vendor who you know isn't able to do their job in the amount of time that they're supposed to, then it is on the photographer to make up that For extra that time. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so either we're crunched before the ceremony or after the ceremony during uh, during the cocktail hour. Um, and, and then it's just like, okay, well, we've got to get back on track somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so photography kind of, uh, it's the thing that, that does suffer. So we take the hit. Yeah. So one thing that I, I would recommend to, to couples, especially when you're talking with your planner, um, and your photographer and really all of your vendors, but let them know where your priorities are. And if photography is one of your priorities, then especially let your planner, day of coordinator, whoever's running the timeline, let them know, hey, if like other things don't, you know, take too long or, you know, we get off somewhere, I don't want my photography time to suffer because mm-hmm. of that. We're, we're going to make that up somewhere else or Everybody's yeah. going to have to wait an extra five or 10 minutes or however yeah. long for the ceremony to start, or everybody's going to have to enjoy some more cocktails at cocktail yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing I like, I never get, um, I don't know this, this, I feel like this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. And, uh, when, when couples, I feel like it's maybe planners or, or like maybe a mom or like somebody is like talking about cocktail hour and for whatever reason, like we've got to have like some of the photos during cocktail hour and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when they're talking about their guests and like the guests, like just having to like wait around and like not having anything to do, well, like they have like cocktails to drink, like how, yeah. like how bad is that? Like yeah. they're probably drinking for free or pretty cheaply during that time. Although I have had a lot of couples say that they've wanted to do first looks because they went to a wedding as a guest and experienced a significant delay, really? just a long eternal hmm. sort of cocktail hour type thing. And they felt, they just felt restless. They felt like everybody else was restless. Right. And so I get it. I mean, I think you're right though. I mean, th- th- there are worse things. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah, especially for us. If you're making like, them stand out in the snow, then maybe, but right. if they're just all being able to chat with each other and visit and have cocktails yeah. and some snacks. Give them some hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Have a Coke and a smile. And I, enjoy I would, yeah. I would be happy. I would love to go and enjoy. I've never enjoyed a cocktail hour yeah. because I'm always, I'm always working. True. Um, but so that, so that's a, a, a great kind of segue into, uh, into a huge decision. I think one of the biggest decisions, uh, for couples on their wedding day is do they see each other before the ceremony Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and have what we in the industry call kind of a first look and have that experience? Or do you wait and, uh, and see each other during the ceremony? And And there's definitely arguments for both of them. The thing that all kind of started off with is we both said that we really like to have two hours for that Mm -hmm. photo time. The problem is a cocktail hour is like an hour and then you take away like 
at least 10, 15 minutes because we're like signing a marriage license Mm -hmm. during that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're probably going from one location to another location, even if it's on the same property, Mm -hmm. there's still some movement around during that time. Uh, People are trying to congratulate you, even if it's just like the bridal party that you've seen already. So that hour keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. rapidly. And so that two hours (laughs) that we want uh, very quickly becomes like 30, maybe 40 minutes if we're really lucky. And then we've got to, we have to do all of the photos where there's the two of you and other people as well as just the couple photos. Mm -hmm. So if that doesn't give you, that just gives me anxiety right there. Just trying to like (laughs) figure out, but, um, but I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on, on first looks? Do you have any other kind of, yeah, um, I have so many thoughts. Uh, (laughs) so for me, one thing that I always say is I definitely have couples that do first looks and I have couples that it's really important for them not to do that. And so I never, ever want to push or bully somebody into doing something that, you know, is, you know, whatever I push and bully all the time. Well, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's not what I mean. I don't bully people, but you, or like try to convince them to do something that I will inform them of the, what the consequences of their choices are or what's going to happen or what the reality of it is, let's say that. I don't want it to sound like yeah. it's they're going to be in trouble or something. <laughs> but essentially, yes, it's my yeah. job to inform them and to educate them on what sort of choices they make, how that plays out into the wedding day. But it's never um, something that I want to do to try to tell them that they should do it one way or the other. However, I think that um, if there are people on the fence who are thinking about doing a first look or not, or they're kind of discussing it, One thing that I will say is I've never, ever had a couple that was previously on the fence about doing a first look and chose to do it, regret it. Sure. Never had one regret it. Um, Mainly because I think that they realize that the first look is actually more intimate than you realize. I think that a lot of the reasons I get for not wanting to do a first look are because they have this moment built up in their mind about the bride coming down the aisle. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that I've heard from people who have not done a first look. And even though they really enjoy and appreciate that moment, a lot of the the gentlemen actually say often that they just felt a little bit stunned because they were standing in front of 300 people (laughs) and trying not to cry or whatever. And I think that you know, she just kind of comes at the aisle and you have that great moment, but then you don't really actually get to be like together and focused on that for a minute before this, it, it, the whole liturgy kind of starts right after that. Sure. And so one of the things that I think is great about a first look is that it is actually a very intimate moment and it's an extended moment and it's not happening in front of tons of people. It's, it's happening in front of one or two, or if you have video, a few more, we're standing back far with, with long lenses and mm-hmm. we want to give you that space to actually like embrace and enjoy it and talk to each other. Um, and I think that you, you have control over how that moment goes when you do a first look. And that's something that I feel like a lot of brides might not consider, um, or realize when yeah. they're thinking about these things. Um, secondly, the first look for me, again, with keeping in mind that I want my, my clients to have the best experience, I never like having to sort of pull them away from all those people who want to congratulate them after the ceremony because I know that we have such limited time. Right. I never want to prevent all that and just sort of rush them out to keep that from happening to protect my own time. I want them to enjoy it. And, yeah. and I feel like when... After the ceremony, people don't realize how much they're going to be want to be around those friends and family. Mm-hmm. They want to be there with that. Sure. Like they don't. It's a lot harder to pull you you away from that experience right. than it is to get it all done beforehand. Sure. Um, so I think either way, it can be beautiful. We can accomplish some things before the ceremony with no first look. Um, but I don't think that it's as much as you think it is. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> right. And the, the thing that always gets me is when uh, when uh, we're talking, I'm talking to a um, to a bride who's not wanting to do a first look, and she's like, "Well, we'll do like all the family formal photos with like my family." Um, and me before sure. the ceremony, and I'm like, well, okay, it takes twice as long. But though. like, it's the same but thing you're going to want to do those photos again with your with your husband or your right. significant other after yes. the ceremony too. So we're literally just doing them twice, again. once yes. with with you and once when without you. When it takes you. five seconds to just pull the groom out and do that <laughs> right. photo and then put him back in, it's, right. it's really yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it yeah, so it, there's really, I mean. 
we'll still get like bridal party photos. Mm-hmm. So like all you know, bride and bridesmaids, groom and groomsmen. Like we can do all of that kind of stuff. But I still like getting a full photo of you know sure. the whole bridal party yeah. together. Um, and that one always takes some time. The fam- family formals. I've started. I used to. I used to hate doing family formals. <laughs> I like it was the worst thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. And the longer that I do this, I just kind of see the importance in them, mm-hmm. and not even necessarily to the couple, but to the other people around, around them. And exactly. Like my mom just got married, and it's just such a cool experience to like be in photos with her and like mm-hmm. with my sisters and just having that. Um, Having that, it's it's not just about the couple on the wedding day. It's yeah. mostly about them, but it's also about families and families coming together and stuff. And a lot of times, this is the only time in maybe a few years, maybe ever, that this family is all going to be together and is going to have a professional photograph yeah. of them taken. So I don't know. It's kind of important, and I don't want to rush through those things either. Well, and just a little side note to that is I think that... Um it's also really important to hire a wedding photographer who's experienced with weddings because when it comes to family formals, I've seen it happen so many times where the person who was doing the photos was not experienced with gathering family, communicating sure. with them, and being direct, being friendly and professional, but being direct and getting that experience <laughs> Making it a good experience, but making it an efficient experience for everybody. Right. And I actually usually give the family a spiel when I get them all in the same room and say, (laughs) and if I literally get their attention so that they know who I am, and then I say, look, if you'll listen up and stay where I need you to stay until I dismiss you, well, I'll get you to the cocktail hour faster, basically. I have your best interests at heart. I want you all to enjoy the party. I want to get this done quickly, efficiently. So if you'll just listen up and and be attentive, and then once we're done, I'll dismiss you and you can go have fun. Like, And once they realize that, oh, she actually wants us to go have a cocktail (laughs) Um, and not take up all of our time, I think they usually are a little bit more willing to go. The other thing that I'll add on to this, and if you're a photographer who's listening, this is is probably the best advice, what Courtney just said, and then I'll add on to it. Um, I always, so I'll always have a list of the different family groupings, mm-hmm. um, and I'll have my assistant kind of reading those off and getting people kind of on deck and mm-hmm. just making it move as, as quickly and smoothly as possible. And during that speech that, that I give, and it's very similar to what Courtney said, I'll also say, I have a list um, of photos that the bride has requested. Mm -hmm. And so it's not me. It's not like this isn't my thing that I'm trying to do. I don't want to, I don't want to take photos of a weird uncle and you know, that's, that's, this is, this isn't me. But when I say, Hey, this is, this is what the bride has done. And it kind of accomplishes two things. He gets everybody's buy-in because everybody probably likes the bride a little bit more than they like me at this point. (laughs) But then also uh, this can very easily turn into uh, like family portrait session time. time. And then you've got like random aunts and uncles trying to get just a family photo of their family. And we can't do that because there's just so many different groupings that can happen. And I always recommend to brides like pare it down to the minimum amount of pairings that you really feel comfortable with. And usually that's you with your parents uh, grandparents, siblings, um, extended family. So, you know, between the two of you, maybe six or seven different groupings. Mm -hmm. Um, and if there's more than that, it, it becomes really tough. And what I'll tell brides to do is, Hey, if, you know, if there's more additional photos than that, um, I'm happy to take them and it's really your time. Mm -hmm. But my recommendation is that at some point, um, you kind of pare it down to those six or seven that you really want. That's going to take us about 20 to 30 minutes Easy. to photograph yeah. just just those groupings because of how many people. And then anything additional, hey, let's just grab those people at the reception. Totally. And you throw your arm around them, and I'm going to be near you anyways, so yes. we'll just grab we'll just it grab then. It, yeah. Which is, I mean... A good idea in a sense. I have actually photographed a wedding where I had 20 different combinations yeah, of stuff and sure. it was really extensive and it went pretty quickly because we had it pretty organized, but I, that was intense. And it's really the, the 
bride's comfort too. I mean, mm-hmm. she's standing there. It could, we could be outside. It could right. be hot. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, I'm trying to think of the comfort level of everybody involved. Sure. So yeah. consider that when you make your combinations and your time for the, those family photos. And you're, and you're wearing probably a heavy, heavy dress mm-hmm. holding heavy flowers. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of the day where you kind of have to fake smile through it mm-hmm. too. And so your cheeks are really hurting and that's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of fake smiling to it's have tiring. to get through. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is very, uh, very exhausting. So definitely kind of keep that in mind when you're, when you're putting together the, the timeline or, or just when you're putting together how many different groupings you want. And if you really do want 20 groupings of, of different people, and there's that many people that are that important to you, that's awesome. Just be honest with your photographer before the wedding day so that we know, and we can kind of plan for that and make mm-hmm. sure that we have the time for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about first looks. We got kind of, uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. we got sidetracked. We got sidetracked. Uh, so first looks. So when you do a first look, uh, one of the things that I, I love about it is that we are able to do all of the photos, all of the formal type photos, all of the staged photos, anything that requires any type of direction. We're able to do all of that before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll, we'll, we'll do maybe like a grandparents photo or something after the ceremony sure. because that's just, be there three hours early. Right. Fine. No. And, and I, yeah. And I, <laughs> and I don't, I don't need them. them yeah, yeah. I don't need them standing around. <laughs> sure. So, um, so yeah, so that, that kind of really makes the, the timeline. I, f- I feel like kind of flow, um, a lot easier. We're not trying to cram everything into that cocktail hour. You're more relaxed, um, and you just have more opportunities for, for different types of photos mm-hmm. as well. Um, when do you recommend, so if a couple does a first look, um, when do you kind of recommend that you stop photos before the ceremony? Sure. Um, I actually always say I want them to stop. I want to be done with formal photography and that means family photos too. Mm-hmm. I always say I want an hour before the ceremony. Wow. Yeah. Um, if at the latest 45 minutes. And okay. the reason for that is because I have had most, <laughs> if, if it's at a church, I mean, people are going to show up an hour early. Yeah. Your guests start arriving <laughs> super early, guys. Right. I'm just telling you that Aunt Linda <laughs> is going to show up to your wedding an hour early to make right. sure she gets her seat. Right. And that, I've had brides tell me that that wouldn't stress them out seeing mm-hmm. people, but it, it actually does. Yeah, uh, there have been only a handful of people of brides, uh, sorry, a handful of brides that I feel like have just not been phased by seeing people that walk in while we're trying to do photos. Yeah, um, and so I, I recommend an hour. For one reason, because I usually don't get it. Let's be honest. I usually don't get that <laughs> right. time. This, is a, this is a good yeah. buffer. This is a yeah. part of that cushion I was yep. talking about. Yep. Um, so part of that is a buffer for the timeline, but it's also um, for the bride's comfort in a lot of ways, because I have seen, seen brides get really stressed out and want to stop photos even though we're not done and um, because guests were seeing her. But the other part of that is also that you have to keep in mind that um, let's say it's July in Nashville and we've been doing (laughs) photos for two hours, right? Obviously, I want to keep you as comfortable as possible, but it's hard work. Like John said, you're you're in this heavy dress. You have these heavy flowers. It's windy. It's hot. You're sort of getting a little dewy. You know, like things like that happen, and your hair is kind of getting blown around. So if you have an hour before the ceremony, that not only gives you time to go back and sort of reset yourself, like gives you the mental space to prepare for what you're about to do, because believe it or not, the ceremony and the marriage ceremony is actually really important. Obviously, um, it's a big thing. (laughs) Wait, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's hard because we're so focused on this other stuff, but I forget it. You forget about the sacredness of what about, what is about to happen and really thinking about it, soaking up that moment, spending time with your bridesmaids, with your mom, with your grandmother, whoever's there, um, getting a veil put on, you know, just extra touch-ups, taking some water, or, you know, having a glass of champagne or something. Yeah. Food is a good thing. (laughs) Um, all those things, an hour seems like a lot before the ceremony to be honest, it's really not. And it's one of the ways that I like to pace a wedding day when (laughs) I, when people ask me about scheduling, um, because that is, I've been in a bridal party at a wedding where we got thrown right into the ceremony, straight out of photos. And it was really overwhelming. Sure. Um, and so That's just what I recommend. Yeah. The other thing, uh, I think that's fantastic advice. The other piece of advice that I give, and I think I've probably already mentioned it on the podcast before, but if you are doing the first look and you've got that cocktail hour, still have the cocktail hour, 
um, we're probably closer into sunset time, which Mm -hmm. is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, So we're probably going to want a few more photos or just Mm -hmm. a few minutes with you around that sunset time. But then that's also a great time for just the two of you to kind of decompress my biggest piece of advice, uh, any couple that's done this, they've said this is this was the best part of their day. Just have a meal together before they go in and are announced at the reception because you think that you're you're going to be able to eat, but I have never seen a couple Mm-mm. actually eat the plate of food that was put down at them yeah. at their table. I mean, that, Ever. that McDonald's commercial <laughs> that you saw, that the, the dad like puts McDonald's in their limo or whatever. Right. I mean, whatever yep. you think about McDonald's, I was yep. like, that's actually really true. That's it. Yep. <laughs> they that's never it. get to eat. Yep. Um, I absolutely agree with that 100%. I think that if you give me the time that I ask for ahead of time for a first look and we get all that stuff accomplished, I think John's absolutely right. If we have a beautiful day and there's a nice sunset going on, if you literally give me two or three minutes, I will not take up your another half an hour of your time. Um, I can knock that out really fast and efficiently, but I also think he's, he's absolutely right. Go take a moment, have some of your cocktail food, at least. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Most, most caterers. And, um, I forget who it was and I, and I hate this because I, I would totally mention them for this, but um, they like this, is, they've been like really pushing this as well to the point where they always have a, the full like, meal ready, yep, ready already for ready for them. Absolutely. And I, I think that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, just talk to your caterer. I'm sure that they can mm-hmm. accommodate that request for and you. Have your drink of choice there too. I mean, really at least one of your drink of choice, just have it ready for you. And I think I've seen plenty of vendors do this very well. I've seen caterers do it well. Mm-hmm. I've seen planners do it well and venues, um, to where they really, do take good care of the bride and groom. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, um, with you and kind of get your thoughts on, and this is, this is, I don't know. I feel like it's an interesting thing right now because, uh, the sun is still setting pretty early. We're about Mm -hmm. to move into the later sunset time. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'm, I'm actually booking a lot more like winter weddings now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different consideration. Mm -hmm. And it's a completely different timeline as far as like when you're starting because of the sunset. And most of the couples that, that I talk to, they love like those golden hour photos, or they love at least natural light portraits for, you know, a lot of the Mm -hmm. photos that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. today, but it's, really tough to do that when you've got a down at four right and your ceremony (laughs) time is four o'clock or six right yeah Yeah. so uh yeah so what are your what are your thoughts on on sunset how do we how do we incorporate that into this whole thing well to be honest i mean i feel like i already am asking for so much sometimes (laughs) it's like to ask to ask for all the formal photos to yeah. happen at a certain time is really difficult. However, um, I think that's where taking them out, you know, at sure. a certain time is great. But with regards to it being winter time, I have actually, I think this is where we come in and informing clients mm-hmm. that have never done this before. Cause I mean, this is my 10th year in business. I've literally hundreds of weddings yeah. and to me, it's second nature to think about this, but right. I've literally sat down with someone who was about to sign a contract with me and started asking them about timeline <laughs> and her, her ceremony, it was winter, yeah. the sun, you know, the time had just changed. So sure. it was real early yeah. and the ceremony was at like five or five thirty, oh, no. and they didn't want to do a first look. And I basically said, okay, I just, that's fine. Yeah. But here's what you can expect. Right. And you can expect zero natural light photos right. of the two of you together. And she looked at me, the mother was like, oh, that's not going to be okay. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't, you know, there, I can't make the sunrise. So we right. had to, ch- to chat about it and, and they did decide to do a first look because sure. that was really important to them. But they had just the fact that they had never even thought about that while they scheduled their ceremony time. Right. Or made their decisions about the day. I think that's super important. And and you, I mean, you just said that you can't make the sunrise. I feel like <laughs> you're. If there was a photographer that could do it, 
you would be you would be among them right you would be among them uh but there are so many photographers out there and i don't want to i don't want to bash them because i do enough bashing of these people already (laughs) but there are some people that literally can only take photos while the sun is up or while like it's at like a 15 degree uh you know above the horizon and that's the only time that they can take photos no um absolutely not i i would yeah i I would I would uh, strongly recommend anybody not to hire a photographer that labels themselves that or just make sure that you're a photographer because uh, there is going to be a point in your wedding day where it is going to be dark or there's mm-hmm. not going to be natural yep. light or there's just or it's going to be high noon or it's going yeah. to be high noon or it's just going to be completely cloudy yep. and you know or maybe you're getting married on the day that the eclipse is happening sure. I, don't I don't know there's, there's so, so many, many things there's so, so many, many things there's so many things that could happen yes. um we do like I know that I love like that golden hour sunset time and sometimes it is really really magical mm-hmm. sometimes it's not so magical mm-hmm. um that is a great time for photos but it's not the only time yeah. and we can we can kind of work with you if you know if we don't have that time but some photographers can't and so that's a conversation a that yeah. before you hire someone definitely go through and let them know hey this is this is you know my ceremony time and if they are worth their salt they're already going to have a pretty good idea of when sunset should be yep. i can tell you within probably about 5 or 10 minutes on any day in the entire year when it's sunset's going to be. Yeah. And if not, like that's always my first, like, sure. go- like sometimes it's like, Oh, did the time just change sure. or is it about to change? And I mean, this is kind of a weird segue. No, it's, similar. Segue away. it's a similar thought process, but so for me, I love working with light, but I, one of the things that really changed for me in my business and in the way that I shoot probably seven or eight years ago is I really started to learn not to be afraid of strong light mm-hmm. um, and to use it. And so for me, I like dynamic photos, so I don't always love flat photos, sure. really, really like cloudy day. I don't mm-hmm. love overcast. I mean, I love when it's overcast and I have the mom <laughs> of the bride be like, well, it's good for photos, right? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but you know, truth be told, it doesn't matter because no. for me, I I know how to use light no matter what. I mean, I just did a surprise proposal on Saturday and it was supposed to rain all day. Mm-hmm. It ended up not raining and being cloudy, and we made it work. And yeah. the photos are still warm and bright and great. But um, that I think is where, if you're a bride considering a photographer, ask to see a full wedding. Sure, oh, and 100%. even I mean, if somebody asks to see a wedding on a rainy day, I will show it to you. Yeah. Like, and even in the most difficult circumstances, mm-hmm. I have faith in my ability to to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and lighting is always super important to me, so that's going to be a priority for me. Sure. Um, but that being said, considering t- sunsets and timing, um, your photographer. That's why it's so helpful to have a conversation with us about these things. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I was hired to go and do a bridal session, and I ended up doing a wedding. Um, on New Year's Eve in Colorado Springs at this beautiful hotel, the Broadmoor. I had never been there. Um, So I arrived at that location two hours early to scout it, but also realizing that it's full of mountains. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I want this golden hour stuff because guess what? It's just a bridal session. We have control over the time that we shoot, and we had a beautiful day. But I'm out there with a Sunseeker app looking and figuring out when that sun is going to go directly behind that very tall mountain, and it did. And I timed it out just right, and we got everything that we needed. But it was... to think ahead like that. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. important to us. It's and so huge. Yeah. Communicate with us about it and give us a little bit of freedom to try to time that out. Right? Yeah. Because, and so what Courtney's talking about is that, so you, you can, you can just type in your city and sunset into Google and mm-hmm. it will tell you what time sure. that's going to be. The problem is, is that that's not always when sunset actually is going to occur at your location because, mm-hmm. Uh, Another example, so um, I have a wedding coming up next month at Gravestone Quarry. And we did their, right? Down we, in the hole. Yeah. And you're like down inside an actual yeah. quarry, right? And so like sunset, we did their, uh, I did this couple's engagement photos exactly a year before, like t- almost to the day, I think mm-hmm. maybe like one or two days off. 
because um, I was like, I, I had never been there. It's a newer venue. I hadn't been there in the springtime. I had been there in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like it was going to set really early. And we found out like it, it set behind uh, the one quarry wall like an hour before like what sunset is, is actually. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. And so uh, Courtney uh, mentioned Sunseeker. I use photo pills. Um, just there's tons of apps out there. And, and the, the one that I use, I don't know if Sunseeker does it, but like it's augmented reality. So like you'll see the sun literally going across the sky mm-hmm. and it'll tell you where it will be at any given yeah. time on any date in the future. So you can go out, take yeah. a look at your venue. And that's something that I, I recommend too. Like um, you don't want your all of your guests staring into the sun. You don't want to be staring mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. sun. Um, but you like you do want good flattering light. And so that's that's definitely something that your photographer should be able to help you out with. Well, and also let's just talk about natural weather for a second because <laughs> because all this talk about sunsets. And yeah. if you look on my website and on a lot of different, you know, things that I post, mm-hmm. I love warm light. I love sure. strong light. I love to backlight. Mm-hmm. I love sunset. But not all of those photos <laughs> were even taken at sunset, to be yeah. honest. And quite frankly, it may not, there may not be any sun. Right. So again, like I don't, I don't put the emphasis on sunset yeah. in my work, especially okay. not when it comes to wedding days. I yeah. do when it comes to things we can control. Mm-hmm. I love that. If that's what is important to you, I'm going to make it happen. Right. Um, but that being said, like on a wedding day, like if there's no sunset or yeah. golden hour, it's okay. Trust me. It's going to be great. Sure. You know, like, and that's what I always want to instill that confidence in yeah. whoever hires me and say, look, you know what? Timing, <laughs> all that, like let's just have a good time and get it done. And I'm going to make sure you have beautiful photos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I, I tell couples I've had, I've had several, I, I have several weddings, uh, where sunset isn't until much later. And we're actually already in to the reception Reception time Mm -hmm. when the actual quote unquote sunset is actually happening. And that's one thing that I'll, I'll, I'll tell couples when we're talking about this, when we're talking about timeline stuff, because we've either already done the first look or we've done all of their couple mm-hmm. portraits together before that point exactly. in time. Yeah. They, they've gone in, they've been announced that probably toasts have happened. We might have even thrown some things around yeah, the room yeah, at yeah. this point. <laughs> and what I always tell couples is, hey, like... My assistant is going to be kind of checking. They'll have like a reminder on their phone mm-hmm. and they'll peek out. And if there's great colors in the sky, if it looks awesome, go we're, we're going to pull you out for five minutes. Yeah. Give me five At minutes. At an appropriate time, not in the middle of your toasts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. as, as after the cake is being served or something, right. like you're just milling around talking to people right. before and, the dance. Yeah. And that's, and, and we try, and I try at least to kind of, to kind of fit that in so that that little five minute window is kind of happening in a downtime or everybody's mm-hmm. eating or it's before everything kind exactly. of happens. Uh, because sometimes it can be magical. It can be great. We can kind of create those things. We can, you know, we can use artificial lighting. We can do a lot of other things to kind of give that same feeling or even that might not even be the type of, you might want like a lot of contrast and shadows in your photos too. So whatever that is, make sure that the photographer that you're hiring knows that, Hey, I'm hiring you for this, this type, type of, of stuff. photo yeah, exactly. and what is it going to take to, to get, get me that? And a willingness to do it. I am one of those people where I don't like asking people to do things. Yeah. I really don't, especially <laughs> not after they've already given me two hours of time to do my job. Right. So it's really difficult for me when there is magical light happening. I want to just leave you alone and let you have a good mm-hmm. time. But I also know that in three minutes, I can give you some work sure. that I think that you are going to really want. It's going to be worth it. Love. Yep. And I think that it's a willingness and an ability to, or like just somebody, if you are willing to do these things for me and, mm-hmm. and we know that in advance, then I won't feel as bad asking you if I really think it's going to be worth yep. it. Yeah. And 
I mean, yeah, ha- have those conversations. I would say have those conversations well ahead of time and be like, hey, if if something is sure. going to be amazing, do you trust There's a me? Rainbow. I've right. had that happen. Yeah, do you trust me? There's a rainbow. Me? Like, we're going to take. I don't yeah. care if you're eating steak. We're going out. Right. Like, <laughs> the, the like I've pulled I've pulled couples out for uh, Milky Way photos. Oh, like yeah. the, Like totally. the, I mean, the stars are just like amazing. aligning perfectly. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're you're dancing and stuff. I've literally got my camera on a tripod i've had like my assistant standing there it's it is going to to take the 30 seconds for you to stand there that the exposure is going to (laughs) take and then you can go and then you literally are going to go back bring your drink with you (laughs) drink it on the way yeah drink it on the way back stand still for 30 seconds it will be amazing Amazing. and worth it 100 percent. i promise you so yeah being able to trust i think is the big thing and if you know that I don't know if you know that that's, you know, that's something that's important or it's going to be worth it to them. Um, then you just kind of have to go for it. I know I do. <laughs> I do. But I just, I, I think that as, as if, as long as they're educated that I actually do care about their experience right. on their wedding day and that I really do want them to just enjoy their, their time. Then the fact that I'm asking, they know that I mean it, right? that it's actually going to be worth it for them. And yeah. so I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull you away from the dance floor for something that's We've not going to be worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Cause I would rather be on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else? Do we, we leave anything else? Um, I, I just, I feel like we covered most of it. I yeah. think that again, like talk to your vendors about sort of your philosophy about this stuff in the sense of what's important. Um, most people, you know, go along or understand at least the thought process behind building in a cushion in a timeline. Sure. I have had some people be a little incredulous about the time that I'm asking for. <laughs> yeah. I've even had, like, I actually had a different perspective from a planner and this is nothing negative about them. Yeah. It was just an interesting perspective when we were discussing a certain client's timeline you know, one of the things that she said is she was like, I don't want my bride to be sitting around for a bunch of time mm-hmm. twiddling her thumbs and getting nervous. Yeah. And I never thought about it from that perspective. Sure. But there's also the part of me where I'm like, in probably four or 500 weddings that I've shot, I've never, ever seen that happen. No, no. Most of the time they're, they're milling around with their bridesmaids. Right. They're enjoying, you know, playing with the flower girls. They're hanging out and enjoying their time. Right. So I think that that, while that was an interesting perspective, I think that in general, it's a very good idea to build in yeah, extra for time sure. for things. So. And, and when like, and, and when you said that like, we're going to stop all formal photos an hour before the ceremony, that doesn't mean that like you or I would stop taking photos for like an hour that's just that just means that we're literally just not lining people up in a line or candid time right and and that's and that's the best time and so i've i've had several people on who have kind of talked about the crescendo of the day and at that point you haven't added in that many people and the people who are around you were all very deliberate choices on your part so those are the people that you want the candid photos mm-hmm. with. And I would much rather have a photo of you, like your grandma, like kissing you on the cheek, like during that Something time, like that, you know, yeah. just like, then the both of you like trying to fake a smile, like, sure. you know, looking at the camera, like, and that gives us the, the time for that to for that develop. Time. Exactly. Um, but if you feel like, Hey, maybe I shouldn't be marrying this guy or this girl and you're going to get nervous before. <laughs> well, then, some, some brides are different though. Not about the relationship, <laughs> but some brides do get nervous before walking down. You know, it's yeah. not, they're not used to being the center of attention no, yeah. or things like that, which I totally understand. And, but you like, and, oh man, I could talk about that for a while. You kind of have to be okay with being the center of attention on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. And I had a bride, a very high-profile bride. I'll tell you off the podcast <laughs> who it was. I'm actually legally not allowed to say who this was. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was just like, I don't want to be the center of attention. I don't want anything about me on my wedding day. And I'm like, well, you're the only one in a big white poofy dress. Yeah, on a pantsuit. Yeah, like, and you're the only one who's in the middle of all of these photos. Mm-hmm. And I get that too, because it I am compl- I am a nervous wreck when anybody tries to take my photo. Yeah. And I don't, you don't like being, I don't like being photographed. You don't like being photographed. Me and my dog are one person. (laughs) My dog hates it. 
it's like I'm stealing his soul and yeah. I pretty much feel that way about you. <laughs> and, just like... and so for me, I'll, I'll, I don't know, a hundred percent of my clients, at least half a 